This is the MIBTOnline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at MIBTOnline.com. Now, here's the show. Tim Keeper, MIBTOnline.com. Hey, welcome to the broadcast. Yeah, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central. I'm back in the main studio. We got Alex back with us this week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the meeting format moving forward here in a few minutes, but I want to thank everybody for being here. Apologize last week for the stream issue. Apparently, we were having some issues with the Vimeo, but we, that's why we always have our backup. So if you go to the Vimeo stream and you don't see us there when you log in, make sure you go to the YouTube account. YouTube's free. You don't need any logins. That's what we do where we back ourselves up there if we need to. Uh, it's you just go to YouTube, officially speaking, or MIBT online. You search that, you'll find it. Boom. If we're not, if we're not here on Vimeo or on our on our website, that's where you're going to find us. Also, in the next uh, few weeks, months or so, you're going to see some updates, some new uh, features on the website. You might have to update your profile a little bit. We're going to we're trying to make things a little bit more secure, a little bit more uh, user friendly. So that's other things that you want to be aware of as members here at MIBTOnline.com. Don't forget that you can watch all the videos on the archives. If you're not here live, please you know, don't forget to go to the archive section. That's what we do. You might see an on-demand section now, and that's for more of a pay-per-view type of a thing. If people don't have the funds to be a member, but they still want some of the training, they can do a pay-per-view type of a thing. But you have co- access to all that content as a member already uh, due to your membership. You can log in and go there. So. Like I said, I want to welcome everybody in today. It's uh, we're not doing any football here in Illinois, but it's starting to like it's like the noose is starting to get tighter and tighter and tighter. Illinois is going to be out on the island without any football. Minnesota's gotten going back, and and uh, so you know, and then obviously it seems like the the peripherals of the country as, as well. On the West Coast, they're not playing, and I don't expect them to play. But if you're out there playing, hope you're having a great time and being safe. I want to thank everybody who's sending plays in. You know, we got Stan, we'll get to in a minute. He sends us plays. We got Mike from Philadelphia, or I'm sorry, from Pennsylvania. I don't, no offense, Mike didn't mean to say from Philadelphia. From Pennsylvania, he's sending us plays as well. So uh, let's get to the PowerPoint right now, and we'll get on with our meeting. So here's, uh, it's electric. That's what the today's going to be about. So, all right, so let's, uh, let's go. Let's move through. I think we got to go to input five on that, and hopefully it's, it's on input five because it's not progressing. Um, well, let's go back. Let's go back to the to any one. Maybe it'll be progressing on there. Or did we? Well, let's let's see. Let's see if we. Oh yeah, I see, I know why. <laughs> Anyways, let's go around the panel before we go to the before we go to the uh, uh, PowerPoint. Let's go around the panel. I want to throw things over to Robert Ybarra. Robert's in his normal spot today. Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Everyone who's listening tonight and joining us, this is all I have. All I have is you. So participate, share your comments, share your stories, share all your best practices. Otherwise, I'm at home uh, remodeling a kitchen. So thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, it's a great, great that you're here, Robert. I know you've got a lot going on. Robert, for those who don't know, is in logistics. And his logistics is a little island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean called Bermuda. And they just keep getting bam, 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 hurricane after hurricane. So he's been a busy man. So we appreciate him, him being here because like, it's been crazy out there for him. Uh, I know we've got uh, Stan. We've got Stan Brown with us from Alabama. Stan is a working official. So I think he's the only one amongst us. Stan, how are you doing today? 
We're good. Uh, we're bracing for a lot of wet weather with that uh, hurricane that landed down in uh, Houston came on. But uh, uh, because of that, my game tomorrow night, I have a Thursday night game, has been moved to a field with pro turf on it. So they didn't want to play in a mud pit. So uh, hopefully uh, I'll uh, keep my glasses clear as possible and we'll have a good time. All right. Yeah, keep those glasses clear. And, and keep those knickers white. Oh, wait, we don't wear those anymore. But <laughs> all right. So I appreciate Stan being here. We also have Mike Billica from Connecticut. And uh, Mike, Connecticut's always in the news about like people getting sued. Hey, we're about people about to get sued in Illinois, too. So it's pretty crazy. But you're still sitting on the sidelines. I mean, I know you're doing some semi pro, but the high school sitting on the sidelines. Actually, no. Uh, high schools have decided unilaterally to go to a modified football rules where uh, the linemen have a lineman challenge. They're pushing a tire 100 yards down the field against other teams. The receivers and quarterbacks are playing seven on seven. The kickers are going to punt if they don't make the first downs with no rush on the punter, no kick returns, but the returners will be out there. It's going to be weird. Three-man crews, we're getting full varsity fees. So I'm working Friday night. How about it? Punt, pass, kick. Hey, take, take the... Take the job when you can get it. I like it. So that's pretty interesting, Robert. I didn't hear that. Thanks to that news. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a scoop right here. So we also got Bill Lamagne. Bill, is, uh, he's been jet-setting all over his house, but virtually all over the United States. So uh, how's it going, Bill? Can we hear you need to put Bill, on? make sure you're not muted. There you go. I know we got the music. There we go, Bill. Yeah, I got to remember to push the button now. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, I mentioned it last week. We're a little awkward uh, doing it from home, but uh, it's been a challenge, but it's been fun to do and uh, some interesting. Uh, we had a much better game last week, and hopefully the game down with Florida State and Miami will be a good one this weekend. Yep, and uh, you're going – oh, wait, you're not going – but you'll be in Miami virtually probably sitting pretty close to where you're sitting right now. Yeah, virtually in Miami. <laughs> this is one of the trips I would have liked to have been on. You know, I would have had a chance to visit with Alex uh, Arnaga down there. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So you take the hand that's dealt you. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, let's go, uh, let's go back to the PowerPoint uh, and see. I think we're working now. So it's electric. There we go. We got everything up and running. September 23rd meeting, announcements, we always do our announcements, uh, play of the week from last week, fumbler down, uh, new whistles, inadvertent whistles, that's what we're going to talk about tonight because of everything that's going on, play of the week for this week, uh, well, you know, with the poll and everything, and then we'll try the call-in questions and see if we get that to work today, so, announcements, podcast version, I, I get, it, you know, so it doesn't show up till tomorrow sometimes, but Hey, if you're jogging over the weekend, you want to listen to the podcast version, it's there. On your way to work on Monday or whatever, it's there. Podcast version will be there uh, tomorrow at some point. Facebook page, or we, don't, we haven't gotten a lot of likes. I'm asking everybody to share that. You know, I do this every week, but I'm just reminding people. Just help us out. Twitter, YouTube. Hey, the apparel and gear page is up and running again. So go to MIBtownline.com. You can get one of these great shirts. Let's, you know, show, let's show Robert real quick because Robert's got a shirt on. See, he's got... He's got that on. He's got the white on. So, see, what, you can get one of these great shirts. Go over there. There's other things, too. Big M-I-B-T. Wear it loud. Wear it proud. Go to our apparel shop. All right. So, 
play of the week. Here we go. Let's go wide on it. All right, we're going to go wide on the play of the week. And just to remind everybody what we had. Quarterback draw. Does the ball come out? Maybe, maybe not. We got a guy hustling and rumbling down, but it looks like everybody is ruling this dead. All right, as a result, the results, it this A, how about if is this A, how about that? Uh, fumble, 30% down 70%. So 70% of the people had this down. Here are some of the comments from Dave B. Crappy eyes, small screen, I'm calling him down. Elias S, no cheap turnovers. Uh, Steve R, if, uh, if doubt, rule fumble. Conrad H, I think it's a fumble with an IW, an inadvertent whistle. And John B, fumble with an IW. All right, so let's go play and let's go break down this play. So we're going to get out of the PowerPoint. We're going to go to, the, to our plays. And let me, uh, let's, let's pull that up here real quick. And here it is. Hang on one second. We'll get the full play up. And I want to talk about what happens here. All right. So you can see, we're going, to, we're going to draw on this. Here we go. So here's the play. And we're going to try to slow this down. Now, we do have the luxury of, of, of slowing it down. But Boom. right there. I don't know if you can see that right there. I'm circling it. There is the football. So that's the football on this play. And there it goes. It kind of pops out. But a lot of people had this down. Now, we do have the luxury, like it was 70%. We do have the luxury of replay and video. But in this type of philosophy, you know, whether the runner is down or not, <laughs> sea leather then you blow your whistle. It, it, I sometimes have to question, you know, when in doubt, then we, we use a philosophy. But I don't know if this is, should have been a when in doubt or if, the, if you did go that route, it probably should have been a fumble because if anybody truly did see that leather, they would have known that ball was coming out. So, Bill, you know, we talk about this a lot. I mean, I, think, I even think this play was on our, uh, our video this year, this past year, specifically how come we do this? I mean, we talk about complacency. We talk, but how do we slow ourselves down to where we say, okay, this ball is out, or I don't know if I'm a wing official, I can't see it. How, I mean, that's probably one of the toughest processes to learn, especially as a new official, when to just take that, you know, let the play happen. And if I don't know the ball, we're going to go fumble, correct? Well, you know, it, it's one of those things where, where the, um, basic fundamental mechanic and you mentioned it earlier is I see the runner down well I better see the football too um, we probably have all gotten away with blowing a whistle when we really didn't see the ball and 99% of the time the, the guy still has the ball so we got away with it and we don't recognize that hey you know I was a little quick on that whistle there because I really didn't see the ball but I got lucky and now this time the ball's out and it's like, why did that happen to me now? Well, it's been an accident waiting to happen. So if you don't, if you don't follow and catch yourself making this mistake, even when the runner still has the ball, it's gonna, it's gonna get you uh, at a bad time. Uh, so yeah, I, I heard the one comment about I don't want any cheap turnovers. Well, 
this one of the reasons the philosophy is that you should rule fumble is is simply because when we've looked at more of these close plays where officials either get screened or it's that close and that tight, when we go back and see the, the video evidence, we find out that more times than not, you know, it's a fumble. So the odds are in your favor when you have doubt or you don't know and you have to make the call to rule fumble. Now, there's another advantage to ruling fumble. Let's say that uh, Mike and I are the two wing officials on this and Stan could be the referee or the umpire. And I'm patient. If I blow my whistle and say he's down, there's nothing at that point that Stan can do except say, Bill, you had an inverted whistle, you know. But, but if I've ruled fumble, okay, and Stan is really, he's got the solid information and I recognize I have doubt on the call and I ruled fumble. And Stan comes in emphatically and says, Bill, I'm telling you, that knee was down to the inside. He still had control of the ball. We can change a fumble call to down. But what are we going to do with my whistle? And you tell me it was a fumble, inadvertent whistle. So not only does team B not get the football, but we get to give team A the play over. And probably 15 yards because the other coach is going to get a UNS uh, because we we just really hosed them, you know. So there's an advantage to if you have doubt to letting the play go live, okay. But recognize you have doubt. There's, you know, that, that's not a weakness. That's actually a, a an asset to recognize if you've had doubt on a call. You know, and I think we're going to get more into that exactly. You know, philosophy of when we end up having a potential inadvertent whistle because we decide to rule this where it might've gone down and how the philosophies and the thought process that you just, that you just went through. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Robert. Cause I see Robert, you know, we've got the chat and we got the tech. I'll have Alex throw up the text number, just, you know, remind people if they want to text us and, and if they have a comment, there it is. So Robert, what's going on in the, in the chat and the text? What's the comments? Comments are, well, Bill is so well-spoken. Uh, he communicated in such a way where a lot of people are, are texting that they agree with what Bill is saying. Uh, the only thing I'm going to add to what Bill said is when coaches challenge you to say, oh, he was down if, if, if we allow the play to breathe out and not have a, an inadvertent whistle and let the play continue and the defense picks it up and scoops and advances, the, the offensive coach is going to complain to the official on the side. He said, he was down, he was down. And your response to that coach at that time is, well, the runner didn't maintain possession of the ball, right? The, the runner, you know, does not, did not come up with the ball. Uh, you coached that, and uh, he, he allowed us to make the decision for him. So when the coach challenges you, maybe we can go back to Bill and say, hey, when, when uh, your question on that, how would you respond to the coach? So, yeah, Bill, if, if you get this, hey, he, an offensive coach saying he was down, he was down, the ball was not out. You know, Robert's suggestion, I mean, it's great. It's like, hey, you know, you, you obviously he didn't hang on to the ball, so why are you letting us make that decision? Well, we, we had the infamous play years and years ago where um, that a situation like that happened, and the kid was complaining to the officials, you know, that it was down. And um, the uh, kid went over to his coach on the sideline complaining and complaining, and um, 
the coach just, well, first of all, one of the officials made a comment to the kid and said, if you would have spent more time in a weight room um, this summer, instead of chasing the skirts, you might've hung on to that football. Now that's a comment that can get you in trouble off the field. Um, and that, but the, the, the coach ended up saying the exact same thing to the kid, spend more time in a weight room and you'll hang on to that football. Um, so, you know, um, it, it's one of those things, be careful what you say, but the bottom line to it is more we've proven more of these are fumbles than doubt. Okay. So if you have doubt, go fumble. You got a better, no, we're not going to like it when we're wrong, but you got a better chance to be right when you have doubt. And if you could take those odds to Vegas, okay, they'd run you out of town because you'd be, you'd be close in the casinos. So, you know, play the odds. Don't, don't flip a coin, you know, but recognize please that you've got to see a, a player in possession of the football. You've got to see him down and see the football period. Otherwise play fumble. So, that's, I mean, that's definitely what we want to do. And I'm going to go, let's go back to the play now, because now we ruled, we, we've kind of looking at the replay saying that this probably should have been a fumble. And I turned the audio back on and normally we don't play the audio because it's all a bunch of, you know, whatever, but I want everybody to kind of hear the whistle. And then we're going to talk about what we can do if we, as we walk through a crew and we're going to we're going to do that. We're going to walk through that scenario here in a moment. But let's go wide on the play. And it's going to, like I said, it's going to get loud. You're going to hear, and I'm, hopefully Alex can, can uh, equal us out. But you're going to hear the sounds and the whistles and everything that happens. Then we'll, we'll turn it off. So here we go. So the whistle's going right now. So the whistle is being blown right now. And... The defense has the ball, and they're they think they're running, you know, they're running away with it. Okay, so that's where it sounds like. Now we can maybe say the whistle. Oh, I heard a whistle before that, but let's just for argument's sake say the whistle went right now, because that's the one I did. That's the one I heard. So now, okay, we're at this point, and we've got that whistle. What can we do? If I'm the wing official, so I'm going to throw this over to Mike. Mike, you're you are the wing official and you're coming in and you didn't rule this down, you threw your bag. The umpire blew his whistle, which the umpire should never blow his whistle, but let's just say the umpire did, or the referee, it doesn't matter. You're coming in now and you're saying that ball was out, defense recovered. How do we go about, at high school now, we don't have replay and all that crap, at high school, how are we gonna walk, how would you walk through this? Well, since we have possession by the defense at the time the whistle was blown, it's a running play by the team B. So team B is going to have the option to keep possession at the spot where the ball was when the whistle was blown, because that's when the play was ruled dead. So uh, offense is not going to have an opportunity to, to play, um, to have the ball back. So that's a, that's a really good point. And that's why, taking our time on the whistle, then it almost becomes like a, like a immediate recovery situation. But we don't have that in high school. But if you don't have a whistle and then you have a recovery and then somebody blows it dead later, then the play stopped after that. So we're going to get into that. I want to go back to the PowerPoint because we're going to break down inadvertent whistles today. And the reason why we're doing that, nobody wants to talk about inadvertent whistles. It's, it's the, you know, it's the, the taboo. We don't say it. We don't want to have it. But it's important right now. 
And the reason why it's important is because everybody's got a new whistle in their hand. They're holding those electronic whistles or they're having a cover on their whistle and they're not used to it. So we are going to have an inverted whistles because of the new technology. So I thought it would be a great review to go over inadvertent whistles tonight and how we handle them because they may be more uh, prevalent as we move forward in a new football environment. So here's the rule book on in inadvertent whistles, okay? Four, this is right, 4-2-3. Uh, An inadvertent whistle ends the down and it's, it's administered as follows. So first, the down shall be replayed if sounded during a legal forward pass uh, a, or snap in flight or during a legal kick. So you have to remember these because we're going to kind of go through them all as we move through and see how which one applies. So the down shall be replayed if it's sounded during a legal forward pass, the snap that's in flight, so a, a backward pass snap or during a legal kick. Okay, so remember those. And then it, here's the other, there's four of them. Here's number two. The team in last possession may choose to either put the ball in play where possession was lost due to, the, due to backward pass, fumble, illegal forward pass, illegal kick, or they can choose to replay the down. So remember that. You can choose to replay the down if the ball was loose when the whistle happened. Okay, nobody has possession. Continuing on, team in possession may choose to either accept the result of the play at the dead ball spot or replay the down. And that was going to Mike's assertion. Even though the offense started out with the ball, the defense ended up with the ball and then the whistle blew, they're the team in possession. They can just take it where the whistle blew or they can replay the down. In this case, they probably wouldn't replay the down because they'd be giving the ball back to team A. And here's the caveat to all of this. All penalties should be administered as determined by the basic spot and they take precedence if a live ball foul occurs uh, to an inadvertent whistle and penalty is accepted prior to the inadvertent whistle. So remember that it's the live ball foul occurs prior to the inadvertent whistle and it says live ball foul. So we're going to go through some, we're going to go through some scenarios uh, now and we'll get to the play of the week for, for next week. So we're going to go back. We're going to go back to our, our plays. Let's get out of this and we're going to we'll pull up our plays for the week. All right. So, we're not going to show this. We're not going to do the sound now because for this, I want to walk through some scenarios to see how we would rule on, on certain plays. So we're going to go wide on this play. And the first play is you've got a fumble, the quarterback has got the ball and rumbling, tumbling, and nobody's blowing a whistle. And now, now we've got a whistle. So nobody blows a whistle because nobody knows what's going on. Now somebody just blows a whistle. And this ball carrier is, is over here by the 15-yard by the line when we blow a whistle and try to figure out what's going to happen. So I'm going to go to Stan on this one. Stan, we've got our four things. You know, we got, unfortunately, maybe somebody blew the whistle or they pressed their button on their electronic whistle or whatever. And maybe somebody thought they were down. But no whistle happened until now. This is similar to the play we just had, but how would you walk? If you're the referee on this, how are you going to bring the crew together and walk through this? Hit your, uh, hit your space bar. Unmute yourself. Hit your space bar. All right. Uh, based on the uh, look of the referee, I think he thought it was a disconcerting act. But um, be that as it, as it is, 
we've got we've got to figure out who called the whistle and or who blew the whistle and when and uh we're probably going to have a conference that some people are going to claim this was a a fumble and recovery and some are going to claim that that uh, the ball was down uh and we're gonna have to and i don't know what what the referee was doing he would have had it i thought a very good look to make that determination but based on his body language he sure gave the impression that the ball was uh down or poor progress had stopped before a fumble and that's a great point about when is a ball down because in a play like this and i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it over to robert here in a second um when we have when is a ball considered down and that you know we go we're, we're not going to go to the rule book on this but we have certain aspects that considers a ball down so robert when is a ball down is it down by whistle or is it down by something else well you can have it down by player possession and the, and the player has a body part other than his hand or foot touching the ground so that's when a, when they're down they're down by rule the whistle basically says we're, you're down by rule and we're using our whistle, our tool, to let everybody know the play has ended. But our whistle itself, now if it's blown inadvertently, will end the, end the down. But in a, if you don't blow a whistle on a play like this, then the play is still active. And going back, you know, Bill mentioned this earlier about being able to put piece this together and decide, well, okay, we have the inadvertent whistle, but when the whistle happened, like the example that I gave around the, when the defender had around the 15, if we come together and say, well, no, the ball was out. I had the ball out. Does somebody definitively have the ball down prior to the change of possession? We can give the ball to team B. And, you know, Bill, on, one, on things like this, like you, you, know, you talked about earlier about the 15-yard penalty because somebody's going to be ticked. Unfortunately, in high school, we don't have replay to say immediate you know, recovery, but if we don't have a whistle and we have a defender picks up the ball, even if he didn't make it all the way, we can kind of say, well, we're going to give him the ball. It's their ball first and 10. But I think sometimes where things can kind of get a little hairy is everybody stop playing. And that will sometimes happen even if there's not a whistle because everybody might think he's down or whatever. So how would you handle a play like this where nobody, no official does blow a whistle, but the, everybody's body language seems to indicate that the player's down. Unmute yourself. Here we go. We'll get it right one of these times. The, if the first, we're going to say the people or the players in the immediate area. That's who I'm concerned with. I'm not worried about the safety. I'm not worried about the somebody out near the sideline. But if the players right around that action are continuing to play, then we, we're going to allow that uh, recovery and wherever he's at when the ball is uh, or when the whistle's blown, that's where we'll give it to him. However, if players stop who are right in the immediate area there, you know, then you've got a, you've got the problem now of, uh, is that a, is that a loose ball that nobody's going after? And I'm just going to tell you that, you need to have a ball sitting there and there's no, no rule, no rule book that uh, thing that says how long that has to be, but I make sure that they're it's sitting there for quite a bit before we say we're going to blow it dead because nobody's going after the football. So I'd be careful with that one. Uh, there's a lot of times players don't know 
they might assume a pass was incomplete, but somebody caught it. It doesn't mean we're shutting the plate out. So let that loose ball sit there where nobody's going after it before you would shut that down. See, on a play like this, I, I mean, I think you're going to, yeah, no one's going to be happy, but it's kind of like, it's like, it's, it's a tie. You know, all right, well, you didn't get your touchdown, your return for a touchdown, but we're going to give you the ball. And offense, you did fumble that. So in the end, that's where we're at. I know Robert, he's got, he said he's got some comments on this. Robert? Jeez, we, we have a lot of comments. It's blowing up. But I want to get to a big question first. Can we enforce, like, the God rule here? If, if this player is untouched at the 15, clearly it's going to be a touchdown, but we have an inadvertent whistle. Is, is that even on the table, Tim? I don't think so. I don't because I think we're, we have that inadvertent whistle. And because there was some confusion, I think if we enforce, if we go that route, we're going to start opening up that can a, a little bit because I just wouldn't go that route. I would, like, kind of the kissing your sister, like the, uh, the, the, the tie thing, you know, like, you're, we're going to give you the ball. Sorry, you didn't get the touchdown. We're going to give you the ball. Here you go, first and 10. So they're not going to be as happy, but they'll at least be happy enough that they got the ball. Um, I don't, and then the, the offense might think he was down. And you're just like, like you said earlier, you're just, hey, he's not down. You know, we're going to end up having, we're, we're giving this to the defense because they clearly had possession before a whistle was blown. And that's the important thing. We'll have some more plays here in a minute. They clearly had possession prior to the ball or the whistle being blown. That's huge in this. Go ahead, Robert. I have another question, and it's related to in the element of having a penalty. Let's say we have a foul at the snap, a legal motion, a legal formation situation committed by the offense. We have a fumble. We have a recovery by the defense, and now we have the inadvertent whistle. Uh, we talked about that the penalty would take precedent, but in this case, can the defense decline that foul keep possession and uh, the result of the play. Well, I'm going to ask a question with a question, Robert. Robert, was that a live ball foul? It was a live ball foul. <laughs> That's a live ball foul. So if it's a live ball foul, the, the, if an accepted penalty takes precedent over the inadvertent whistle, but do you think they're going to accept that penalty? If you no, were, no, they will not. They're they going to de decline, decline that penalty. So. That's probably what's most likely going to happen. But if you have the accepted penalty, yep, we're going to have a couple of those. So, or at least one. You know, then you're going to have a you're going to have a, um, that be what dictates your procedure, the penalty, not the inadvertent whistle. So, one more. Go ahead. Last one is: uh, Do you give you know as far as the official who blew the inadvertent whistle, does he have to buy a round for the crew, or <laughs> does he pick up the entire restaurant bill altogether? I don't know. I, I, I've always been under the, uh, I'll, I got dinner tonight, guys. If I have, a, if I've, and you know, it's funny because we got a lot of plays, but I want to throw it back to Bill real quick because this came up on a Facebook thing where um, there was a group where somebody said, hey, I, my, my brand new official went out and had like five inadvertent whistles or something like that. Well, and Bill's yeah. laughing. And how do you handle that? How do you boost the guy back up? And Bill was like, if anybody didn't say they haven't had an inadvertent whistle in their career, they're lying. <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead, Bill. Was, it, they, yeah, they said in the first half or, or the first quarter, he had three inadvertent whistles. And of course, the feedback that from most of the officials that, that chimed in on it was take his whistle away, you know, send him to the parking lot, da 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 da, and and so my comments were more of a thing of, um, hey, you know, yeah, the three is three was kind of a large number even for a rookie, but at the same time, you know, you haven't had an inadvertent whistle, you know, 
you probably have had inadvertent whistles that you're not even aware you had, you know, because you blew, blew too quick, but he hung on to the ball maybe or recovered his own fumble. Um, so it was the thing of the, the key thing is, is that official, unless you just want to, you know, he, he doesn't want to officiate anymore. He's got to figure out in his head what was causing him to jump early on a whistle. And, and that's what we got to do on any mistake is the official who did it. You can get input from other officials. You can get advice. You know, they were saying finger whistle. You go to a finger whistle. Well, I'll tell you what, finger whistle or, or lanyard or electric whistle, there's inadvertent whistles, period. You know, so I, I, I've always hated that argument to say go to a finger whistle. It's simply a fact that you're, you're reacting too quick and getting on that whistle. Be patient. Give yourself a second longer. But you have to figure that out. And he needs coaching and, and mentoring um, not to not to be have his whistle taken away or be sent to the parking lot. So, um, you know, we've all been there, you know. Yeah. And uh, now you're right. So there you go. So there, there's like I said, this is something it's a good review on, on our inadvertent whistles because of the new technology. And they're probably going to happen. Unfortunately, they may happen more. Yes, Robert. I got to bring this up because this is a great point by a viewer. You know, the whistle was extremely late. The defender picked up the ball. He's advancing it. He's running towards the goal. And now we have an inadvertent whistle. What lesson can we learn from this? Why would we need to blow a whistle there in that particular situation when you want to sell the shit out of it that the runner was down is what one viewer is saying. Let's just talk about that for a moment there, Tim. Oh, that's a good point because you could say, well, just let the play play out and then we can always reset it if we need to. Why blow it when the guy is just, you know, 10 yards from the, from the end zone? Um, I, that's a good question. Unless, unless somebody really thought they were down, you know, and they wanted to prevent that and there was all this confusion. But once again, I go back to the first play. I'm only blowing my whistle if I see leather. If I've got that ball down, I am going to blow them down. If I don't, run Johnny, run. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, and I think sometimes we get in this like, well, everybody stop, we gotta have something. You only have something if you have the ball. It's, uh, you know, I did hear something interesting uh, in another group about inadvertent whistles, which I actually disagreed with, is that we're not supposed to mirror whistles. And actually, I disagree with that wholeheartedly because once you have one whistle, the play is over. You all better get on your whistle and stop anything crazy from happening because nothing can happen now. Even if it wasn't your whistle, you hear a whistle. Even if it came from the stands and players stop, you know, moving around, you got to get on your whistle because it's a safety issue then because you don't want half of the team playing and half the other team not, and it just can create a whole heck of a lot of stuff. So one whistle, Get, get, you know, blow all, all of them, in, in my opinion. So, all right, let's go to the next play. I'm going to go wide on it. And this is a backwards pass potential play. And we talk, I don't care about the back. We're going to call it backwards pass. They rule, this is ruled right now as an incomplete pass. And, and now the, the defense picks up the ball. And, I mean, like I said, I don't necessarily want to split hairs. This is a play that we've discussed before about whether it was a backward pass or not. We're just going to say it looks backwards. It sure looks backwards from where he catches it or where he attempts to catch it. And the ball's on the ground. And now the defense picks it up. And now we have that whistle again. So the question is, is that where was the whistle? 
And so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the volume up on this again. So hopefully we can we can see exactly where the whistle was on this. So we'll let it play out. So the whistle, if you I don't know if you heard it, the whistle happened while the ball was rolling towards the defender. So now we're in a different scenario. The defense has not gotten possession of this ball. The whistle has blown. It's a backward pass. Maybe the referee blew it. Maybe one of the linesmen or the line judge blew it. But now I'm going to go to Mike. Mike, different options now. What, what happens now? We've got a whistle here. That's a backward pass. What do we do now? Unmute. Are you good? You there? Yeah. All right. You can hear me now. Yeah, okay. we got you now. Uh, Go ahead. We have a loose ball, so um, the only option is to replay the down. Um, since the defense doesn't have recovery at the time of the whistle, um, still A's ball, and uh, there is no option. They have to replay the down. Right, because we went through our, our you know, our our scenarios. We have now a loose ball. It's it's a re. It, we're going to replay. We're going to replay the down because we don't really have a result of the play, do we? No. So, Robert, what do you, I mean, are you, is anything over there? Yes, there's a lot of comments about why is the referee signaling incomplete here? Does he not trust his wings? Did they not pregame before the contest about how to handle these type of play situations? We're just trying to leverage best practice here to avoid these type of mistakes. Absolutely. And we talked about this play in previous meeting and go back. We talked all about what should have happened, but we never talked about the inadvertent whistle aspect of it. So, that's why I brought the play back because I wanted to discuss the differences in what, you know, what we had in the previous play and how we would have to enforce this play, it being a loose ball that is uh, a backward, basically it's a backward pass still. It still has a status of a backward pass because it was muffed. So, but that's a good point. You know, why, why is a referee doing that? I don't know. We talked about this uh, the last time we, we had this film. It was just like, why are you, why are you doing that? So, all right, we're going to bring up our our next play here, and this is a kickoff play, okay? So we're gonna go wide on it, we'll go wide on the kickoff play, and this is what, this is kind of interesting. You're gonna see it's a shorter kickoff, and the ball is muffed, and now the whistle is, it was a, the, I don't know, you didn't really see it, it was a fair catch, so the, the, the receiver is signaling fair catch out of screen, he comes in, he makes a, he muffs the ball, and then the, the, before the ball goes out of bounds there, the referee, the official who's covering it, blows their whistle because they were anticipating a fair catch. But the ball's on the ground, and it hasn't gone out of bounds yet. So this is an inadvertent whistle. How do we apply the inadvertent whistle here in a scenario like this? I'm going to go to Stan. Stan, you, I know you're the referee. It wouldn't happen to you, but let's just say you are the referee. You saw the fair catch, you anticipated it, bam. Now, how, how are we gonna how are we gonna apply it here? Well, it's uh, very similar uh, as the last play. We've got a legal kick, uh, loose ball, kick did not end because it was muffed. Um, we're gonna replay. Very good. That's we we have no other it's a free kick. We have no it still has the status of a free kick. We have no other option here. We have to go. Now, if the ball was out of bounds, and I'm going to go to Robert here in a second. If the ball was out of bounds, 
then we might have gotten lucky with the whistle because now it's just out of bounds and we just said, oh, we just anticipated it going, it was out of bounds and we blew the whistle, so we're good there. So, I mean, <laughs> we could have, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But in this situation, if the ball was not out of bounds, it was still free kick, still free kick status, we would go back and have to re-kick this based off of the inadvertent whistle rule. Robert. No, you're 100% right. Are you asking me what the viewers no, are I saying? No, I decided, yeah, I didn't know if there was any other comments or questions. You know, I, I, there is a comment from, from a viewer, and thank you for sharing your comments, viewers, because these are very important. There was a, a crew that shared uh, their experience where more than one official be blowing their whistle, even out of their zone, and unfortunately they got into trouble with IWs. That is not a best practice. Only the official in the covering zone needs to blow their whistle. One official in the covering zone. And uh, it's just a reminder for all crews to uh, repeat to each other before every game, even at halftime, of that important stuff. No. That is huge because I want to make sure I'm very clear on what I said before, too. We're only blowing our whistle if we hear another whistle. We're not anticipating a call that's other, on the other side of the field if it's not in our zone. But if you hear one whistle, it doesn't matter. The play's over. Whether it's one or all five of you or all seven of you or 25 of you, if, you, if there's whistles from the stands. Once you hear a whistle, the play's over. But that doesn't mean we're going to help our buddy out because we think the play's down and he hasn't blown his whistle yet because the play, it goes back to our earlier discussion, the play is down by rule. It's not down by whistle. And here's something, and I'm glad that was brought up because this is a great uh, point that people you hear coaches argue, play to the whistle, play to the whistle. So it puts the pressure on us as officials to blow the whistle to stop the play. No, the play is down by rule. If you have somebody who continues on afterwards and does a UNR, you know, unnecessary roughness foul and they say they didn't hear the whistle, if the player's down, they're down. They're down by rule. I'm going to go to, back to Bill because Bill, is. I'm sure he's heard that 100,000 times as much as I have. And that's, a, that's the interesting thing, Bill. It, they're, they're down by rule. They're not down by whistle. The whistle just verifies they're down, correct? Unmute. Hey, we don't hear you. We don't hear you. We don't hear you, Bill. New system tonight. We're getting. I tell you, got to get used to this thing. That's my third inadvertent button. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe four. But. Uh, no, the, the, you know, the, the thing is, is that we, 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 we just gotta, gotta work hard out there to, to um, get in tune to what, to what's happening. But so, yeah, I know it's just down by, I just, it's the, uh, he's down by rule, not down by. Yeah. Word. I mean, no, I don't, I've never accepted that argument from players. I mean, again, I think players out on a football field have a high IQ. It's, it's where they're uh you know, on the honor roll when they're out there on a football field and um, they, they know when a play is over and, and that, that hit they make there's sometimes they're, they're trying to take advantage of being on the edge. So, you know, it, yeah. it means nothing to me that they say they didn't hear a whistle. So. Right. And that, that's the, that's the point. So, all right, we'll head on to the next play here and we're going to go wide on it. And this play is a, We've got a potential screen setting up here. You see all these receivers over here. They're all getting ready to head on you know, to, for, the, for the screen pass. But uh, the quarterback doesn't like the screen idea. He, he changes his mind on this. So he scrambles to his right, 
When the ball is in the air, this whole gaggle seems to be more than two yards down the field. So we've got, we've got it ineligibles downfield on this forward pass. So the pass is thrown, it's caught, and now we've got a fumble, and then now the ball is recovered by the defense. So we already kind of discussed something similar to this, but we have got this foul for an eligible downfield on the offense. And the question came up, they didn't know I had a play that was gonna show this, but pretty similar to what we had earlier, that on a play like this, the penalty takes precedent. However, the defense is going to decline this penalty because they want the ball. And if they decline the penalty, then they're gonna get the ball even if that was an in, so let me, uh, let me go back, okay? Let me go back to this, okay? Because I forgot to tell you where the inadvertent whistle was. I'm, I'm like telling you everything, like the inadvertent whistle was before the recovery. That's it, I knew there was something I was missing on this play, because that seemed too simple. So what happens is, is that right, right here, the, the player's ruled down. The player is ruled down right there, okay? He does not have possession, but the, there was thought by one of the officials that he had possession, and then the defense does recover the ball. So now we have this penalty. So the defense doesn't get the ball. They didn't get the ball prior to the inadvertent whistle. The, 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 you had that loose, that loose ball. Now we talked about earlier with Mike, what happens with the loose ball? What are our options? Result of, do we have the result of the play? Do we have to replay this one? But here's a penalty situation. So obviously the defense is going to accept the penalty because they're not going to give them the free down to replay. They're going to say, I want, we want the ineligible downfield. So the inadvertent whistle is kind of wiped out. Now they're going to be ticked off. They can get the ball, but the penalty will take precedent here because that's the example of how a penalty supersedes the inadvertent whistle if it's accepted. And it obviously would be accepted if the whistle happened prior to the defense gaining possession. Robert, any other uh, questions or comments? Yes, that uh, deep wing official is selling a change of possession with uh, direction for the defense. If you, if, you, if, you, if you watch the replay, it shows that official doing excellent mechanics, killing the clock, pointing that uh, we have a change of possession and we're going the other way. Now, you're claiming the ball, there was a whistle, the ball was loose uh, during that inadvertent whistle, and uh, now we have to talk a little bit, Tim, about being strong, being courageous as an official, owning up to the inadvertent whistle, and also uh, a crewmate recognizing that there was, in fact, an inadvertent whistle. Let's talk about that for a moment. Okay, and that's, that's important, you know, the, uh, the half whistle, because that could happen. Where you go, and the whistle, like, you know, you, you blew it just a little bit, and now some people heard it, and it's like, okay, what do we do now? The weak whistle, we've heard that one before, I think. Um, you know, whatever it might be, you hear a little whistle and like, how are you going to say, yeah, I blew it. You know, cause a lot of times we want to suck that sucker back in or out or however we do it. And, uh, on a play like this, you couldn't really hear it. So that's why I didn't play the audio, but you got a little, little bit of a whistle. And yeah, that's a time where as a crewmate, we do have to do have to step up and say, Hey, this is how we're going to, we're going to handle this. And it's, I know you had it as change of possession, but unfortunately we can't, we can't do that. You know, and I'm going to go, go to Mike here real quick, Mike. You know, when you've got that situation where you've got that little, 
where you hear it. You know, you're, you might be the side judge and you thought you heard something, or you might be the referee who's back observing and then you see all this going on and you hear a little tweet. How, do you, how would you handle that if you were the referee and you, you're trying to pick, you know, pull the pieces apart? You know, if there's, if there's any chance that any players heard that tweet, I'm going to echo. I'm going to blow mine too. Um, because you can't have even one player in a disadvantage by that little tweet and say that it wasn't enough of a tweet or something. You've, you've got to echo it, I think, in almost every case, unless it's so soft that literally nobody else on the field could hear it. But if you heard it, obviously it was loud enough. So <laughs> well, that's, echo. A, that's, a, that's an excellent point. If, if you definitely heard it, it, it was loud enough. So real quick, I want to run around. We're going we're gonna to kind of end things. Uh, we're going to uh, kind of wrap things up here. I'm going to get the phone lines running in case anybody wants to share their inadvertent whistle stories. I want to just kind of run around just to kind of tell everybody we've all had them. Bill mentioned this before. I mean, I'll share one with you real quick and then we'll, we'll kind of jump around and just I want to hear everybody's little, you know, it's time to you know, come to whatever moment and say, hey, this is what happened to me. I'll, I'll never forget it was, a, <laughs> it was a play near the end of the game and the quarterback, they were running down the, to, to spike the ball and they were going to spike the ball to try to get uh, to get more time, you know, to, to get another player to. And the quarterback ran up. He got under center. He got everybody set, and he went to go spike the ball. He went to spike the ball. He put the ball all the way down, on the, almost to the ground, and then sucked it back in and threw it over the, uh, over the lineman. And um, it was one of those where I was like, oh, I, I'm the referee. I blow it. I'm like, he was, he was incomplete. And all of a sudden, I see the ball in the air. And I was like, oh, crap. But nobody knew what was going on. It's funny, the defense, only the offense, the two offensive players knew what they were. I mean, obviously, the offense knew, but the, the quarterback and the receiver, the pass ended up being incomplete. And there could have even been some DPI, but it was. So I have to go in and tell everybody, okay, I got this inadvertent whistle here, and how are we going to handle this? And, well, we were going to replay the down. And so it was funny because. The defensive team, they were like, hi, what is he doing? He can't do that. He can't, you know, he, why, why is he playing that way? And they were ticked, the, not at the whistle, that the play happened. And the offense was like, they was incomplete. They get the down over. So they were like, okay, we get the down over. So the offense was happy and the defense was happy. And I came out squeaky clean. It was amazing. I was thinking, you know, I'm going to be you know, strung up because this was a play of the game. Imagine if they would have caught it. It would have been a completely different scenario. That being said, one of those that I, I won't forget, and I don't think we ever forget when we, when we do have those. And so I'm going to throw it over to Stan. Stan, through your career, and maybe you don't want to share yours, but I'm sure you've been involved with one. How do you handle it? Like, I mean, what are, what are certain things that, that, you know, just share a little bit on, on what you do? You have to show poise and professionalism and a little bit of humility. I had one similar um, on a backwards pass, five-man crew, and one of those real close ones, um, and the ball hit the ground, and, and I hit the whistle and said it was incomplete, and my line judge is punching it back. And so I sold it. It was incomplete. I sold it. We went with it. Um, 
And I asked him later, I said, why, first of all, why were you there? Why were you punching that back? And he said, well, there was action back there and I thought it was a backwards pass. So uh, I just had to sort of make an executive decision in that case. Okay, so that was your executive decision. Um, I'll let Robert, 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 go ahead. All right, is this is this a, a come to Jesus moment? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share I'm gonna share a story with you. It, okay, so this was a, a TV game, and based on my experience, someone advised me to always know where the cameras are. I think it was Floyd Sutton. He always said, always understand, Robert, especially as a back judge, always know where the cameras are. You got the end zone shot, that the goal line shot. You got one from the press box. Do you have one across the field? Know where the cameras are. Well, this happened to be a free kick play to start the game, and. Uh, the ball, the runner was advancing and I was at the free kick line and far away from the play. Uh, but the ball was kicked like to the 20, it was advanced up to the 35. So I'm about uh, 35 yards away and I come sprinting in cause there's a big, big mash of bodies coming together. What appears to be a loose ball situation and a whistle blows. And, uh, so I go in digging and, uh, everyone's digging for the ball. But you want to know what? The ball was sitting on someone's leg. No one had possession of the ball. So we had an inadvertent whistle. I knew where the cameras were. Uh, live TV game. What do you do? No player has possession. You're, you got a crewmate blows a whistle. What do you do? What do I, I do? I'll tell you what I did, but what do you do in that situation? Uh, I go, well, what just happened there? And try to piece it together. I mean, the ball, you got a loose ball on the ground, but if by rule, it's if the, if the ball is stationary and you've got a whistle, it's dead. Right. Even if it's on somebody, no camera seeing the ball, no player has the ball. So what'd you do, Robert? The player who was touching the ball, I put it in his gut and it never <laughs> showed up on camera and they jumped up acting like they had possession of the ball and no one was the wiser. <laughs> Well, there you go. I don't recommend doing it, no. but that's, that's what I did. All right. There's Roberts. Okay. Mike, your turn. What do you got, Mike? Oh, um, unfortunately I have a few, so I'm just going to pick the first one. That was a big one. I was a uh, first season as a referee and a five man crew. I was, uh, I never blow my whistle most of the time as a referee, but I've been a wing up to that point. So I have a blocked punt. It's near midfield. The ball rolls into what looks like a group of a huddle of players. They all jump on the football and uh, I run in to help just kind of like Robert's situation to help dig the ball out. And I blow my whistle, kill the clock because it was fourth down. And I look up and one of the up men, the blocker guys has the ball and he's running for close to the first down. So um, I was so overwhelmed with the fact that I blew the whistle. I, I totally forgot about the options. Um, I didn't know. I, I just made them replay the down. Looking at the video, I think he might have had the first down distance. So it was a bad situation. But um, nobody on the crew remembered the IW whistle rules either. They all thought we had to replay the down. So uh, it's a good example of why we all need to know that rule. Right. And that's why we, we did it. Because, you know, like, unfortunately, with the new technology, it, we may happen. So now, um, I guess I'll go last, but all right, yeah, I went first. So I guess really it's, wait, hang on. Go ahead, Robert. I do have a viewer, a viewer. Thank you for posting this. This is an important question. If you're in a game where a student in the crowd blows their whistle to stop play, how do you handle that situation? Someone really wants to know. Yeah, that's an inadvertent whistle. And it's actually this case, I believe there's casebook play on that. 
that it's treated just like an inadvertent whistle um, because if it causes players to stop. Now, sometimes what happens is somebody hears a whistle and didn't really get out to the field and the play continued, nobody, but you hear it. Oh, I thought I heard a whistle. I have heard that, like the band director who just doesn't, you know, the new band director who's never been to a football game and he's blowing it the other direction and nobody stops, but you hear it. Yeah, you go and you, you, you nib that in the butt right away. You say, hey, you're done, no whistles. Or if you hear something from the stands, you call, you stop the game, you go to game management or whoever that might be, sometimes the head coach, sometimes an AD, um, and then you say, we need it. we're not starting until we, you know, the whistles stop. Uh, but if it's a loud enough whistle that stop players stop, it's an inadvertent whistle and it's treated just as such. And if you just have to explain to the coaches, this is, it's a safety foul or it's not a foul, it's a safety issue. And we had to, we had to do that. So, uh, last but not least, Bill Lamagne, Bill, give us your, uh, your, your best IW, uh, situation and unmute yourself. <laughs> Because <laughs> of course I didn't, you know. Of course it was muted. I guess because I never had an inadvertent whistle. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my nose just grew up two inches. But um, we were down. We had Notre Dame down at Texas A&M, and um, we had ball probably about the 25-yard line. Play took off, and the guy runs for a touchdown. And I see my back judge's flag coming in, and is. And of course he's got the goal line <clears throat> and his, his flags coming in, he's charging in, he's coming this way as the runner goes past him the other way. And, and he's blowing a whistle. And, um, and I said, what do you got? I thought was it late call for delay a game or something. And he goes, no, I got offensive holding. And I go, you, you think you maybe wanted to wait until the play was over. And he goes, and he looked and he realized, you know, the inadvertent whistle. Here we are, you know, national TV and, and um, inadvertent whistle. And he just goes, I was just trying to save time. It was coming back anyway. <laughs> so so he says, you're going to enforce the penalty. So forget about my whistle. <laughs> so we basically got away with one. But it was uh, it, it was comical to see the runner at about the 10 yard line going by the back judge who's rushing back to me to report the foul. Must've been a basketball official. Um, yeah, he was. <laughs> so there's our number. If you've got your inadvertent whistle story, you want to share with us, the phone lines are open right now. Um, 402-256-MIBT, 402-256-6428. Give us a call. We'll bring you on. We'll listen to your inadvertent whistle story. If you'd like to share, if you've got any questions or comments or anything, uh, but before we do that, we'll, get, we'll, we'll uh, let some people call in. We're going to finish out our, uh, our presentation because well, how, do we, how do we always end this? We end this with the play of the week. So we'll go back to the PowerPoint. So, so now it's time for our MMBT online play of the week for this week, September 23rd. So here we go. We'll go wide on the play. So this is a good one, all right? This is, um, I want to set this up before I, before I, I let this play, okay? I'm going to set this play up. It is late in the game, okay? The offensive team is down, and they have to score a touchdown. There is under 20 seconds to go in the game, and that's the scenario right now. So here we go. So we're going to play this out. The clock is ticking down. We've got a catch inbounds. 
the, the uh, official rules and inbounds, and now the player, they're trying to get the ball, and the ball goes squirting away, and there's a little contact, and as the ball goes squirting away, the umpire is trying to get it, and that's it. That's the, the, the time runs out, okay? So I'm going to play this one more time from this point, and I'm going to put a little bit of a twist on it, okay? Because let's say this ball is now mishandled by the line judge. Let's say the line judge is the one who threw that ball to the, ref or to the umpire, and the ball is now mishandled. He didn't run it in. He threw the ball, and now it's on the ground, and we don't have a chance to run a play. So that's the scenario, even though that wasn't the scenario specifically in that one. So based off of that, if the ball was unable to be spotted due to the officials throwing air, do we, do we stop the clock and put time back? It's either yes or no. It's that simple this week. So if, if that ball was unable to be spotted due to our air and throwing it or you know, not following our mechanics, is it, uh, do we put time back on the clock? Yes or no? There's a way you can do it at Officially Speak, or you can email me, Tim at MIBTmedia.com, if you don't have Twitter and you want to participate. So that's Play League for this week. Let's go and see if we've got anybody on the phone lines and see if we can bring anybody in. Nope, nobody's on the phone lines. So nobody wants to share their inadvertent whistle stories, but that's okay. I understand. We're all quiet. You guys just want to listen to us talk. That's, that's fine. Let's see. It's 8 o'clock anyway, so we'll call it a night. So let's, uh, let's run around the panel and say thanks to everybody. We're going to first start out with Stan. Stan, thank you for being here. And before you say goodnight, unmute yourself for the, and maybe we'll hear you. I did. And uh, happy to be here and uh, good to see everybody. And oh, we, uh, looking forward to uh, my ball game tomorrow night. All maybe right, I'll have well, some plays for you. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to it. So we're going we're gonna to hit the inadvertent whistle this right now because we actually do have somebody who called in. So we're going we're gonna to bring them in, and hopefully we'll be able to get them, get them on the air. They should have heard a beep. They're from the 630 area code, 448-PREFIX. Tell me your name and where you're from yeah. and who you are so we know who we're talking to. Uh, Tom Pellis here. Hey, Tom. Uh-oh. Yeah, okay. Uh, from, from Naperville. Illinois, in, in your town. I lost you. Okay, I got you, Tom. Go ahead. What do you got? Okay. Okay. So on the inadvertent whistle, and, and usually when that happens, you know, and, and, and I've, I've had my few, but, but when it happens in a game, usually one of the two coaches start yelling and screaming, and, and they could be directing it at me, do you hear me? Just shake your head. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. They, they, okay, okay. They could be direct. They could be directing at me like, "Hey, you guys had an inadvertent whistle. That's terrible." And and usually what I tell that coach is, I say, "Hey, coach, like any infraction that happens on this field, there's always a rule for it, and and we have to apply the rule to it. And and the rule is the inadvertent whistle." But so we have to follow procedures. It's nothing more than just like an offsides or a holding call. You know, we, we have to officiate it. So we have to, we, we're going to officiate that, that inadvertent whistle. And we're going to move on. And, and usually that gets me out of having the coaches constantly just complaining the entire time. You know, to kind of understand what, you know, that there is a rule against it. So no, and maybe that would help. 
That's a great else. point, Tom. You're right. That's why they put the rule in the rule book. And yeah, someone's going to be, especially something like, you know, we showed some plays with the turnovers and stuff like that. You know, then that would, if they didn't get a turnover because of it, yeah, they're going to be upset. But you're right. There's a rule in there. And that's what it's there for. And I think that's a great way to explain it. So, Tom, thank you for calling. We do have another caller. Believe it or not, we're going to get to them. But I'm going to go to Robert real quick. I mean, Tom, he brought us some really good points. Oh, geez, Tom, thank you so much for that because uh, that's exactly right. And, and viewers, that's what we want you to do. Call in, share your best practices. We're all in here to learn together. I know you have golden nuggets that we can benefit from you. So thank you for being a member of MIBT Online. I learned something tonight, and that's all I got to say. Great night, Tim. All right, so we got another, we do have another caller. This phone line is actually working nice, pretty crazy. Uh, 208, area code, you should have heard a beep. Uh, 569, uh, prefix, what's your name and uh, where are you calling from? Scott, North Dakota. Tim, um, I observed one on a eighth grade team, eighth grade game in Idaho. We were doing uh, PD League Pop Warner in the spring, and the uh, pair goes out. <clears throat> receiver goes out to catch the pass and catch is not made however the ball bounces off the defender's foot into his hands he picks it up and goes the other way the wing on the far side blows it dead and I have to throw a beanbag stop the play and it was a change of possession and we went first and ten going the other way I've had a couple of them this year um, I blew an inadvertent whistle on a, uh, a missed field goal um, Defense came in and blocked it, scooped it up, and I blew it dead, thinking it was a you know PAT try. So I'm, I'll own my, I own them, I'll own them, but uh, appreciate the time. Hey Scott, hey, thanks for calling. You know, and that and that's that's a great you know way to to discuss it. You know, when we have them, we have them, and we own, and our our goal is to not have them. And we, you know, before we, we're going to run around the panel, and I, thanks everybody for calling. I mean, that's awesome. It actually worked, it worked like as advertised tonight, believe it or not. It only took five weeks. How about it? But um, Robert, we never talk about this. It's one of those, I mean, think of about an association meeting that you've been a part of where we have discussed for an hour the inadvertent whistle rule and how it applies. Have you, have you ever been part of it? Not in a, as an association, but this, I, I want to tell you, it happens more frequently than we even talk about. As an assigner last year, I went to an underclassman game during the week on a varsity crew. They wanted to work a varsity crew. I wanted to see how they uh, you know, behaved on the field. In the first half, a varsity crew had three inadvertent whistles. It's like, is this going on during your season? It's almost like it's an unspoken thing that we do need to talk about. We all make mistakes. Uh, but we can learn from each other to prevent them. And if we do have them, unfortunately, from a crewmate or some other crew that you're just assigned with on any given Saturday morning, you know how to manage it. Absolutely. So, um, so thank you for the callers. It was great. Uh, we're going to say thanks to Mike Billica. Mike, uh, appreciate you uh, being here with us and, uh, and kind of you know, communicating what your issues were. Absolutely. I, I learned so much by being here. It's, uh, it's such a pleasure to, uh, to discuss the rulings for inadvertent whistle with you because you're right, we don't talk about it enough. It's even if it only happens once a season to a crew, um, you got to get it right that time. No, I, I, I agree. And, and uh, so Bill, you know, I have I asked Robert this, but I mean, remember, we've been a part of the same association for many years. Nobody ever, it's like you don't talk about it. It's like, you know, you just, you put it off to the side, but we probably should, especially now with the new technology. 
Yeah, I've, I've never really heard much discussed about it at all, unless they just brought it up to give somebody a hard time. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate with something here. We discussed earlier uh, and was commented that if you had a whistle from the stands, that you would treat that like an inadvertent whistle. Help me with the high school rule, because the college rule on an inadvertent whistle says that it has to be from an official. It doesn't say anything about the crowd. So I, I'm curious as to, you know, and, and I'm not disputing whether or not it could be a distraction or anything like that, but uh, the rule book says an inadvertent whistle, at least a college game, inadvertent whistle occurs from a official. Yeah, so I, I'm curious about I'm that. I'm pretty sure high school says inadvertent whistle, and there, I'm almost – I mean, I'm, you're, you're making me like go really into my memory bank here, but I think there's even a casebook play that, that talks about it. I know it's been talked about like in meetings that I've been involved with that if you do hear the whistle from the stands and it does stop play, that that is treated, can be treated like an inadvertent whistle because that's what it was. But you know, right, the college book is definitely different. and it's, it's specific on that. But let me tell you, you know, you, ref, you, you officiated for, for many, many years as the referee and what if the band director was just stupid had a, and he just, he's getting ready before halftime and he blows his whistle and half the players stop. I mean, cause he's right there on the field. You know, it's different. You know, when you get in a big stadium, those nobody in the stands is probably going to get their whistle to the to, down to the field level. It's just, it might sound like it, but like in a high school game, when you only got 200 people, it's a little different. But when you're in it, what if, if you would have had that happen as the referee, you know, you're doing Wisconsin versus, you know, Northwestern and the Wisconsin band director wants to blow his whistle because it's just Northwestern who who cares at the time. I mean, what, how would you have handled that? How, I mean, I know the rule book says official, but if half the players stopped. Well, I'm going to let it be an ad. If it was the Wisconsin band only to say Wisconsin as an example, if it was the Wisconsin band at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not getting the benefit of the whistle. Okay, the the visiting team will get the benefit of that one for what options are best. So, uh, and and then a, a stern warning that it uh, need not happen again. Oh, I mean that's a good way to handle it too. I mean that's game management. So I mean I would I would, but yeah, like I said, I I mean I'll, I'll go and look see if I can find a case play. But I'm pretty sure in high school. That if it, if you hear an inadvertent whistle and it can't come from anywhere, that if players if it does affect the play like that, if it's not an official, where you believe that safety was compromised, you you just treat it as such. But great point. I mean, definitely a great point. So last but not least, I want to thank Robert. Robert, how are you? Uh, how, I mean, how did it go tonight? Oh my gosh, we we had our chat room blown up. <laughs> so thank you, viewers, for uh, commenting, for questioning, for participating. We keep getting better because of you. I had a wonderful time, Tim. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. And the final thank you, because last week I had to like kind of run it all on my own. And uh, speaking of that, I said the format is going to change. So this is how we're going to do it. Every other week we're going to, so this week we're having our formal meeting like this. Now next week is going to be, if you remember how we used to do it, we used to have it where we would run our preseason meeting in August with topics, and then they'd go in, in the early September. And then from September to the end of October, we'd have people send us plays, and we would just kind of do more of a roundtable play discussion 
for things that have been happening throughout the year. Well, we'd still have football. Like I said, people are still sending us plays. So that's what we're going to revert to. But it's going to be an every other week scenario. So like this week, we had the inadvertent whistle presentation. Next week, it's going to be more of an open forum in regards to film that's been sent in and questions and whatnot. And then the next week, we'll have more of a formal topic. Alex will be back because I was just about to thank Alex because when Alex is here, things run smooth, except when we get a new system and then people don't know how to turn on their mics. That's my fault. I should have had a practice session, so I apologize for that. But Alex over there, he was able to run the show, and, and uh, thanks for being here, Alex. No problem, and uh, I have an announcement. Sports are back in session, and what I mean by that is one-on-one -on -one with uh, me and Tim. <laughs> That's right. It's back in. That's right. We played I got crushed three games in a row. Yeah, we played some one-on-one -on -one basketball today, and it uh, it didn't work out in Alex's favor. Let me say this: forty-seven, almost forty-seven-year-old took on a nineteen-year-old. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. Thank Alex for all his work. Everything is 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 great. We're we're getting better all the time. Pass the word on. Let everybody know we're out here doing this. Next week, send us your plays. I got Mike from Pennsylvania. He sent us our plays. We're going to go over a bunch of those plays. We've got other plays from Stan. And if you've got plays, send them in. We're going to talk about them to, uh, next week. And then the open phone lines will probably even be, hopefully we can light them up like Christmas trees. That's what they say, light up the lines. So until next week, I'm Tim Kiefer from MMIBTOnline.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a member of our great organization. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the MIBTOnline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTOnline.com. We'll catch you next time.